This is the Sports Best Podcast, the only real podcast on the internet that's only about, guess what, Sports Best. He is Andrew Boom Boom Keller. I am Larry, local Larry. In fact, Mr. Keller, we are like smack dab in the middle of baseball season. Did you watch at least partially 30 seconds of a baseball game in the past week? Yeah, I uh, I was re-watching the Field of Dreams game. I, want, I have a confession to make. We, we rotate who does the intro every once in a while, and I've never said this. 40% of the time, you'll do one of us is boom, boom, and it's never the same person. And I'm, <laughs> it makes me happy. I'm like, who's boom, boom today? Anybody that's ever followed my very pathetic radio career knows I love the nickname boom, boom. It's a good one. It's a it's a good Larry Boom Boom also Andrew Boom Boom. We never know. Anyway, named after the famous uh, Boom Boom Mancini from the uh, '80s fame of boxing. Oh, not from boom, the boom. Mancini Sleep World. No, no, the mattress, no, no. The Mattress King. The Mattress King. <laughs> we are in baseball season. Freddie Freeman became the second Atlanta Braves player to hit for the cycle twice by accomplishing the feat Wednesday night against the Marlins. The reigning National League MVP doubled in the first, tripled in the fourth, singled in the fifth, and hit his 27th homer in the sixth. How'd he do it, you ask? Here's Freddie. Quote, my wife, we had breakfast this morning, and we had two cappuccinos delivered, and she chose the cappuccino, and she handed it to me and said, this is the one with lots of hits in it. So I gave this one to my wife, Chelsea, because if it wasn't for the right cappuccino pick, I wouldn't be here talking to you guys. So you never know what happens when you start your day off with a cappuccino, Mr. Keller. I have one thing to say about this. Fernando Tatis <laughs> Jr., move over. We have a new NL MVP. He's had one great game. We're going to give that to him. Did you, uh, start, your, did you start your day off with uh, giving your wife a decision to give you all the uh, insider baseball tips and she gave you the, the Earl Grey tea that, that helped you out? Listen, I would love nothing more than to start my day with a nice cappuccino with my wife. That sounds delightful. Bottom line, I got to grind, get up at four o'clock and run out the door with my nasty breath and hair. So I don't get to start the day with the choice of two lovely cappuccinos with my wife. But that sounds delightful. It is a delight. Nicole and I have coffee in bed every single day, which is a treat. But she doesn't pick them for me. I like the fact that he can walk around. Freddie Freeman can, uh, for at least a foreseeable future, Anyone he meets and says, I've hit 22% of the cycles for the Atlanta Braves franchise. <laughs> 22% of any cycle ever hit by a baseball player has been by Freddie Freeman. There's been nine. That's in case you don't want to do the math there. Well, for the record, just going forward, I think we should just call him double F. We'll call him double F. Freddie Freeman. Squared. Squared. Well, L squared, Lance Lynn of the Chicago White Sox was ejected earlier this week in the game against the, uh, the, o- the Oakland A's. And uh, they were doing a routine check of foreign substances. And when the umpire was checking the baseball right by the dugout for seemingly no reason, Lance Lynn throws his belt onto the field and that gets him ejected. Uh, it was a very strange sight. It was funny watching that in real time. Or I was not in real time. I was watching the replay of it. And the announcers are dumbfounded. You're like, I don't know why he got why he got thrown out. And then they have to zoom in, and you see this very grainy image of a object flying out on the field, and it was his belt. Um, I don't know. 
what type of anger I have to have within me to take off my belt and throw it at no one. But have you ever thrown your belt? I've not thrown my belt because once again, it's not the easiest of things to throw. I've thrown things. I've thrown my hat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but like to take off your belt and throw it at someone like requires a, a set of well, that's the thing. He didn't throw it at him. The guy, the umpire was standing right by the dugout. He threw it five feet away from him. It was just like um, a gesture, throwing it out into the world. It wasn't even a projectile. It was just like, this was a disrespectful thing to do. White Sox ended up winning the game. They're still 12 games over. They're, they're first place and uh, 12 games over the Indians, who are the next closest in their division. So no harm, no foul, I guess. But this is like part of the new thing in baseball, right? Umpires are told they have to check the pitchers randomly for foreign right. substances. Like the, so the fact that he gets ticked that he's being checked, like, bro, dude, it's the new rules. Who do you think you are? Yeah. I mean, he could have thrown something within the dugout, pick up the Gatorade bottle or cooler and throw it against the wall. They do that all the time. That's fine. I think the, the subjectiveness of, of ejecting people from the game, I'm not fully on board with. If I was the umpire, I'd be like, come on. Come on. Is it okay if at some particular point in the near future we're in Reno together and I get angry at you and I take off my belt and I throw my belt onto the craps table at you? Would that be okay? Yeah, I'll kick my shoe off, I'll put it on the (laughs) ground, and then I'll take my sock off and I'll throw my sock at you. (sighs) That's second only to taking your underwear off for the most difficult thing. Actually, what you do is, excuse me, you come back five minutes later after you've taken your underwear off and you throw it. That's the move. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. I don't know why he took his belt off. Um, so how do you like your owners? What style of owner do you do? you like like the Jerry Jones who's always talking and pontificating on everything? Or do you like the Stan Kroenke, owner of the Rams? Who like, we don't even know who that dude is, never says anything. How do you like your style of owner? Robert Kraft. You know who he is. He He puts people in place to make the decisions. He's just there for a camera opportunity. He dresses with his light blue shirt with a white collar and he's up in the, like everyone knows who Robert Kraft is, but it's not because he's making ridiculous decisions like Jerry Jones is. I, I don't like Jerry Jones style. I guess I liked it the nineties when they were winning, but uh, Jerry Jones, as I've said many times, is the new Al Davis. So I guess, but NFL owners are, I think the most well-known, I, I can't really think of, I know the giants, the baseball giants because I lived in San Francisco. But other than that, there's not that many high profile owners. Interesting. Think. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good it's point. Turner with the Braves. That's in the old days. Point. Yes. So the Mets earlier this week were riding a five game winning streak. They've got a new owner. His name's Steve Cohen. He's a rich gazillionaire. He saved the Mets because they were billions of dollars in debt because of a Ponzi scheme thing. He bought the Mets. The Mets are riding a five game winning streak. And this week he tweeted, quote it's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. So I feel like maybe you don't go on the Twitter machine if you're an owner and start banging on your hitters despite them sucking. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends. Know your audience, right? Like if Michael Jordan's on that team, all of a sudden he's he's batting 500 the next game. So that's the bulletin board material. I've told this story before, but the most motivational speech I ever got at halftime was eighth grade <laughs> basketball. Our, our coach comes in. It's dead silent for about 30 seconds. He goes, gentlemen, you suck. And walk out. <laughs> 
like that. I, I think about that story every once in a while. And it just cracks me up. Uh, and we did suck. And so maybe Steve Cohen's onto something. He, I don't know. He, if he has a right to do that, I just remembered Mark Cuban's a fun owner. He's he's a maniac, but also leaves the uh, decision making to to uh, other ec- experts. You know, it's funny as we kind of go through this. I was thinking about the Angels, Artie Moreno. Does anybody know who he is? I mean, we could, I, I guess baseball owners really don't talk that much. And remember, Mark Cuban wanted to buy the Cubs, maybe a couple or something. He wanted to buy someone of the a baseball owners, like, no, 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 no. We want quiet people as owners. Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers have some pretty high, high profile minority owners and they don't talk much. Steinbrenner, yep. Steinbrenner's one. That's it. it. Like the new Steinbrenner is That's a little it. bit different. But uh, I, I say, why not go out and say these things? You're uh, you're the owner. You spent a lot of money on this. Do do what you want. Who owns the Padres? The Padres? Yeah. Oh no, I don't know. I know the. Uh, I met the owner or one of the. Um, she's a granddaughter of the owner of uh, the, the 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 old San Diego team, the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers. I met her at a wedding. That's inside baseball. Who owns the A's? Oh boy, the guy that used to own the the, um, Don Fisher's son. Look at you, yeah, the guys that used to own the Gap. Yeah, that That dude's a ghost. Has a good uh, art collection. Well, who who owns the Bullum Dur Bullum the Durham Bulls Durham Bulls Kevin Costner. Thank you. (laughs) Well, staying with crazy owners, the Dallas Cowboys are still on hard knocks. Yeah. It's one of the best theme songs. I started re- we started rewatching um, Breaking Bad last night. My father in law's in town. He's never seen it, but Breaking Bad's a really good, catchy. I should have gotten the drop, but I didn't. Anyway, I was upset. <laughs> I was upset about the first episode of Hard Knocks. It was just all about the big name players, and I wanted to know about the bubble players or just the more interesting ones. Bubble. Bubble, bubble. Um, there's this guy named Azuk Kamar who fled the Ivory Coast and uh, started playing football when he was in middle school. I think he went to Arizona, and uh, he he's just been kind of grinding by. He made the uh, practice squad last year, but he's definitely a bubble player right now. At the end of the game, he was in. He's an outside pass rusher. He got a strip sack, which would have clinched the game, but uh, one of the players had jumped on the offense so the play didn't count cowboys ended up losing that was interesting and there's this other guy aiden dirty durden dirty he's dirty. british he uh he's great this is what he sounds like and this is not what you expect a coach to sound like we gotta hydrate we gotta go and get our massages we gotta make sure we're getting in cold tubs all this shit has gotta go down okay da let's break us down get out he sounds like he could be in a Guy Ritchie movie. I love it. He's uh he's he he played in NFL Europe. He bounced around the NFL for a couple of years on practice squads, but the Cowboys have him as a D-line coach and uh he's fun to watch. So, it sounds as if he should be on the show The Crown and not a coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, yeah, and also he is uh he's the inverse of Ted Lasso. <laughs> what does that mean? Cuz he's from the UK and now he's oh, coaching yeah, American yeah, yeah. football. Yeah. So I saw him get, he was being interviewed and someone's like, do you follow Ted Lasso? And he laughed. He's like, I've never seen it, but I get the reference. Would it be hard if you're a Dallas Cowboys player to take your British coach serious? 
one of his uh, players, or actually most of them, all they do is just mimic him, and they have a really great time. They're like, Coach, say massage again. Say massage again. And uh, it's a great time. And so, yeah, good on you. I'm glad that the editors of Hard Knocks heard our last show and gave us a little bit more content that I was more excited about. I don't care if Dak Prescott, I don't care what he's doing during the preseason. I care what he's doing during this season. How many episodes of uh, Hard Knocks do we get with the Dallas Cowboys? I think there's four. It's just the preseason. I think okay. there's only two. Maybe there's five, but it's, yeah, I mean, they stop after the season starts. Just to do some pre-producing for our show, should we continue to have the recaps on Thursday of the... the yeah. Well, this? Okay. The As it airs on Friday. Okay, next week we'll just... Actually, maybe next week for the intro, we'll have the Breaking Bad. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I, like bound, bound, bound. I think you do it better. Thank you, Matt. If you listen to the Sports Talk Radio at all this week, you've heard about the Draymond Green, Kevin Durant podcast. They both, in this podcast on Bleacher Report, blamed Warriors coach Steve Kerr and team general manager Bob Myers for mishandling their fallout when they argued during a game in 2018 that ultimately contributed to Durant leaving the team. So here, once again, all the rage this week, everybody's talking about this. Blah, blah, blah. What I find most fascinating is that we're, we care so much about something that happened three years ago. I, who cares about this? Well, it's a couple of things. It's they, there's a lot of parallels drawn to the bulls of the nineties breaking oh. up and they're like, this is them breaking up. There's a lot of just like access to these two guys talking. It's I think it's Draymond Green's new show on Bleacher Bleacher Report. So that's kind of cool. Like you normally don't get um, to be a fly on the wall with these two guys talking, and that's kind of cool. I watched the interview for a while, and I was like, eh, I don't really care about what they're because they're two interesting <laughs> base, uh, basketball players to watch, but they're not highly trained uh, interview. They, they're not highly trained in the, inter- the art of the interview. So it's just kind of like, eh. Not that great, but like LeBron's show, The Barbershop, it's him talking to super famous people. And I just don't care because uh, I don't know. They're not good. It's funny you say that. Uh, I said the same thing. I tried to watch this interview and I was like, yeah, but I love The Barbershop. I'll watch LeBron show all the time. I think it's great. I think it's super fun and have the celebrities in there. I, I, I think chopping it up. I love that show. Maybe I'm just jealous of LeBron's life. I, well, there, there could be that. <laughs> A little bit of that. I could be LeBron. I could be LeBron, right? Well, if I, if I put my mind to it, it you know, the show, but think about that show, right? Is, is like, it's like the barbershop and like African-Americans all sitting around chopping it up. But like the, when they got the white guy in there, it's always like, Hey dude, I don't, maybe you, this is not your thing. I don't. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be. <laughs> so I guess I can take the hit that I'm not going to be LeBron and just move <laughs> on to a more heartwarming story. The uh, javelin thrower from the Tokyo Olympics, she got silver at Tokyo. Maria Andrzejczyk is uh, of Poland. She auctioned off her silver medal to raise money for an eight-month-old that needed uh, to have heart surgery. This kid from, I I believe, from Poland uh, is flying to California to have this surgery in Stanford. And she raised $125,000. A Polish supermarket chain had the winning bid of $125,000. I do have one 
tip for Maria, a better way to raise money than auctioning off your silver medal. Blood platelets? Chill. Selling meth. Selling meth. <laughs> um, please tell me that it, this truly is a heartwarming story in this Polish grocery train, like, letter keeper Mel and just donated the money. I doubt it. I bet you they're going to frame it and put it up in the Damn it. grocery store. Damn it. I don't know. I guess we're going to have to do our next episode on the road from Poland and we'll we'll go to the Zabka supermarket chain and we will broadcast from there and we'll we can put on the gold medal. I feel like I just need to give this a little bit uh, more due Maria Andrzejczyk. 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 She has trained her entire life for the Olympics. She finally gets a medal and then does the right thing and auctions it off to help a kid. I mean, that is so cool. I mean, yeah, that is cool. Also, a small note, she was in the Rio Olympics and missed getting a bronze by two centimeters. So she almost had one. So I don't know. Good on her, but maybe Stanford should do the right thing and do the surgery for free. That's always a, a slippery slope of like, when am I going to start doing stuff pro bono? Just think about the pole, the other Polish boy that died because she didn't get the bronze medal in Rio and couldn't auction off and pay for somebody else's surgery. Right. And imagine had she gotten gold medal, she would have sold it for more money and the surgery would have been fully covered as a as opposed to partially covered. I feel like we're looking at this glass half empty, but there could have been a lot more Polish kids saved out there if she was a better javelin throw. Or if she had sold meth, she would have had enough money to pay for all of Poland. <laughs> That's surgeries horrible. Dark. Kentucky's new quarterback, Will Levis, loves attention. God, I love this story so much. Do you find this offensive? Or are you like... No. It's, you don't find this offensive. It's, he's gone down the rabbit hole or the dark path of trying to get views on TikTok because he can now monetize TikTok. I, I, he, so what the story is, this guy, Will, goes on TikTok, makes a video. He grabs a banana, holds it by the stem, and takes some of the bottom and bites it and chews it, and he eats the banana with <laughs> their peel on it. And everyone's like, this is crazy. <laughs> But as someone who gets on stage from time to time to perform, you're more likely to do something you don't normally do for the audience or for the attention. I'm guessing he does not eat bananas like that 10 days a week. What? 10 days a week? <laughs> <laughs> 10 days out of 10. Like, I'm guessing this is just for that. There's, it's just, there's no benefit to it. It can't taste good. But my uh, psychotic wife eats sunflower seeds whole. She pops them all in her mouth. Doesn't that's not that uncommon? Uh, okay, Will, I, what are you doing? I'm not a nutritionist, but there's got to be some benefit to eating the stem of a banana. Not not that it's like it's probably better. It, I, I gotta believe there's a benefit to it. I mean, there might be. I think those peels are pretty porous though, and probably have insecticides on them that don't oh. get washed off as much. It's it's good for the TikTok. It's good for getting on the uh, world-renowned Sports Best program, but it's not good for your taste buds. Uh, or probably coming out. I don't think you digest that hey very well. Hey-oh, hey-oh. Uh, can I say
my, I saw this video and I was like, I really want to just sit down to breakfast one day with my kids and do this and see what they think. Like not make a big deal of just like put it in my mouth, just eat yes. the whole thing. You should do that. I like it. <laughs> okay. I think they'll like it too. Yeah. Can I make money off it? I think so. Okay. <laughs> this has been Sports Fest. What you learned today is that if you're a Polish javelin thrower, you should have won the gold medal to save more Polish kids. That's what I learned. And then Andrew wants to sell that. All right, we'll see you next week. He's Andrew up there.